0: Welcome back, this is episode 29 and um, yeah man, I just got off work and man, my shift left. I can't even talk, I can't even talk, I'm still so mentally drained and physically uh, I'm really feeling, like I didn't even do anything that hard, I just still feel the effects from this fucking 8 hour shift. Um, so to anyone who listened to last week's episode, you're a G, welcome back. Uh Last week, I had a guy yell at me over a two liter mountain dew and then call me back and harass me uh over the phone just to follow that up. He came back like I knew he would, and I was prepping myself for like a passive aggressive encounter, you know uh kind of immaturely, just like ready to fucking hit it back and forth with this motherfucker right like all right, you know if you serving it, I'm gonna serve it right back but As the days went on, I was like, fuck it. If he comes in, I'm not really going to say nothing. You know, I'm going to just keep it casual. You know, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to bring it up. I'm going to just give him whatever he wants and he'll leave, right? No. He comes in and the first words out of his mouth were, I just want you to know that I brought that Mountain Dew 2 leader up here and they returned it for me. And I was like, that's great, man. I never said you couldn't have a refund. I just said I didn't know what the policy was and I didn't think I could do it for you. But um, to be honest, I don't really appreciate the way you treated me last time. I was kind of messed up. Without skipping a beat, this motherfucker looks me dead in my face and goes, well, you're an asshole. And I was like, all right, man. All right, you can leave. Like, what the fuck is, like, what's your problem, man? You came in here looking for a fucking problem. The first words out of your mouth were, hey, I got what I wanted, fucking, and you need to know about it. Even though this has been days ago and I already settled this with other people who work here, you need to hear about it. And also, you're an asshole. So, fuck that guy part two. Um, if I see that dude again, I'm just gonna have him trespass. I'm a. I am going i do not know why I just threw that. I'm literally recording a podcast. I just threw this fucking bottle cap into a fucking... <laughs> Jesus. But, um... I had, like, another, like, incident at work. These fucking, like, crackheads yelling at me. And then he's telling me that uh, his buddy is asleep on the sidewalk outside. And, uh... Man, I had to call the cops and shit. And once again, I'm, like, in these situations that are, like, they can get aggressive and people start threatening me and shit. And for a minute, like, I'm still 24, so I feel like I'm still a fucking idiot. Uh, So when I get, like, upset like that or my adrenaline starts going, it's just that. Like, I want to hit it back and forth with these motherfuckers. I want to let them know, like, you know, fuck you, dog. Like, you won't do shit, you know. And this crackhead was, like, kind of threatening me the other night, and I kept saying that. And I was like, damn, bro, I'm really not, I'm not helping the situation any. Because, like, imagine if I tell that dude four times, you, you're you going to do nothing. Like, you'll do shit. Fuck you. You won't do anything. Like, fuck you. You're talking shit. And then the fifth time I say it, he pulls out a knife and, like, tries to stab me, you know? That would be, maybe I didn't deserve it, but I'm definitely not de-escalating the situation, you know? So, once again, I had to call the cops, and I was thinking, I was like, damn, bro. Like, even a younger Dave would be like, well, I'm not going to call the cops, like, I'll just handle it myself, and now that I'm, like, almost 25, I'm, like, hmm, who gives a fuck, and why do I, like, what am I going to argue with this crackhead about, right, and let's say, like, let's say, like, it does become physical, right, well, now I'm fighting, like, a 50-year-old drug addict, so, like, even if I win, you know, ooh, so tough, you beat up a 50-year-old on heroin, you're such a badass, bro, you beat up an alcoholic 50-year-old, damn bro you're gangster you know like what's the fucking what's the positive outcome there not a whole lot i was talking to this regular customer who comes in and i didn't really like this guy to be honest um and we had like a weird like i wouldn't even call it passive aggressive i would just say like both of us were like kind of being coarse like sandpaper to one another we were just like rubbing against each other the wrong way and uh he started like he asked me like why the cops were out there and i had to tell him about it and uh, I kind of told him, I was like, yeah, I had to stop myself because, like, I was talking shit to, like, buddy. And, you know, that's not smart, blah, blah, blah. He was like, yeah, for real. You also got to remember, they're, like, if they're methed up or if they're, like, cracked out, they're not going to feel that shit. So you can swing and swing and swing. They might not go down. And now, like, you're tired and they have an upper hand. Or they, they ain't got shit to lose. They might just stab you. You know, all kinds of shit. And I was like, damn, that's true. So weird week. Um, weird week at work. I usually don't jump right into work. Usually we have, like, some mystery downloads. But I didn't have any this week. But, yeah, man, working at this job is really, like... I don't know, man. It's like, um... I can see how some people become jaded, like, with life. Because, like, man, if I didn't force myself... I think I said this last week or maybe a a few episodes ago. Like, if I don't force myself to remember that, like, when I go to the comic book store and people are really nice to me and I have, like, common interests or, like... You know, when I meet somebody who is nice and we have, like, a good, like, conversation back and forth. I tend to, like, forget that that's out there the more I work, like, night shifts at a gas station. Because you just either get rude people, motherfuckers who are drunk. But then I have to remind myself people go through shit. But at the same time, like, I don't... I try not to be rude to people, I guess. So I think when people do it to me, it just, it hits a little different. I'm like, well, fuck you, man. Like, I'm a huge asshole. If I had my choice, I'd just be a dickhead to everybody. But that's not... That's not good. That's not how you should act. And even if you don't want to be nice, you you should be like Naruto, bro. Naruto got shit on his entire life and all he ever wanted to be was friends with people and become Hokage so they could respect him and he could help them and protect them, right? You want to be like Naruto. And even if you feel like Sasuke, you should be like Naruto, you know? And I'm a Sasuke kind of guy, you know? I'm like a... Or maybe even Kakashi. Kakashi's not super nice to people, but he's not a dickhead either. He's just like kind of in the middle. But um, yeah, man, I have to like remind myself that there's like good interactions out there. There's positive things out there, and that not everything is a fucking. I guess that not everything is a is a fucking. A, a nighttime at a gas station, you know. I don't know if that's really getting my point across, but that's. I think that sums it up. Um, but yeah. So yeah, there's the there's the part two of fucking Mountain Dew saga. In this episode, and then you know, episode like six of calling the cops because crackheads want to fight me type shit, mad annoying. But I want to talk about what happened, I guess, tonight, last night, this past night while I was at work. Um, no way, dude, I moved my microphone. And then there was like that slight buzzing in the background, literally moved it right back and it stopped. But now I figured out why my mic's in this position and why I can't move it. So that's a, that's a good thing, I guess. Jesus. That was like a mini panic attack. I was like, I, cause I like, just for a reference, if no one heard that noise, that's great. If you did hear it, that little buzzing, like electronic noise in the background, like two, three weeks ago, I could not get it out of my microphone and like my feedback and my headphones. And it just came back and I was like, don't you fucking dare. Cause it was like a mystery trying to get it away. whatever I'm over it. But what I want to talk about was my shift last night. Now there was a guy who worked in my store who trained me like how to do overnights. And then like the first month I started there, he got fired or he went to jail and he like no called no show. And I guess they were about to fire him. And the day they were going to fire him, he like randomly came into the store and they gave him his job back. Now, I hated this fool. He's annoying. He's like a, dude. He's like a th- mid thirties, early forties drug user. And when I say drug user, I mean like heroin and pills and like day drunk type shit. Like he came into work a few times. And I could smell the beer from like three feet away. Um, so yeah, fuck that guy. And he was lazy. And he didn't do shit right. And he always left me extra work. And I just didn't like that guy. And every weekend he blow up my phone. Like, hey, I know you just worked five days straight. Uh, you want to cover my shift tonight? I'm not feeling real good. And every time I would not reply. Because fuck you. I don't have to. Um, But he finally got fired again. Or I think he got arrested again. So like whatever. He's gone right. So they haven't had like a. Uh, overnight closer for like. Fridays and Saturdays when I'm off. Uh, so like the manager's been having to do it. Or get people cover it from other stores. What have you. But they told me. Earlier this week that I was going to be training somebody on Thursday. Now, I've only been at this job like six, seven months. So I was like, whatever, you know, I'll train somebody. It's not a big deal. I'll do what I can. I waited all week to train somebody. And I was like, please, let it be somebody normal. The last kid I had to train just like couldn't get what I was saying. Seemed like he was like trying to get attention type shit. So I just really like uh, really didn't know what to expect, I guess. And so this kid comes in today and right off the bat, I'm like, this kid is exactly like the other kid and fucking I couldn't help but like notice that like the first thing they told him, he was like, he brings his bike in the store. So like, obviously he doesn't have a bike lock, whatever. I get it. Maybe he's nervous. So he brings his bike in the store, and they're like, yeah, you can bring it to the back. And he just stands there, like, he doesn't understand. And then he goes to turn, like, to go out the door, like, they mean to roll it around the back door. And I was like, yo, bro, she means just, like, bring it around the counter, like, you can take it in the back. And he looks at me, and he goes, well, I've never been in this store, like, ever. I've never stepped foot in here. And I was like, all right, motherfucker, like, this is how it's going to go. Like, all right, then, dog, like, clearly you can see where the counter ends. And uh if you would just wait a second, I would have showed you where the other door is, but alright dog. I-, I feel you I feel your fucking attitude from the jump. And so then he comes in. I can tell he's like kinda weird. He's like kinda nerdy. But I'm kinda nerdy and I'm kinda weird. So I try to be sympathetic to homie. And uh yeah, man, I start showing him like certain things we have to do and like the order I do it in and all this stuff. And for like a first couple hours it was alright. I was talking to him and uh, I don't know how we got on the subject. We started talking about like Vine. And like YouTube and shit like that, and I started talking about like how I felt like Vine had a lot of like shitty humor, like kind of like the where like it would be like a Vine of like like let's say like King Batch It'd be like a King Batch Vine, and it's like six black dudes, and then there's a pair of like Jordan fours, and then like I don't know, he's about to like get them wet or something, and like it's just like a shitty like what's the joke there that black dudes like Jordans, like what this is shitty humor. And I was telling him I was like, I just don't think there was a lot of good shit on there. Or the shit, like, people remember isn't, like, good. But, um, yeah, I started talking about it. And I can't remember, like, how we got onto that subject. But I was telling them how I thought that like, that humor was bad. And, like, and I meant bad in the sense of, like, it's not good. It's not that funny. It's, it's just, like, low-hanging fruit. It's really easy jokes to make. It's just, like, stereotype jokes type shit. And, um he started arguing that it was good because people could, cause it was popular. I was like, well, good doesn't always mean popular. I think, I think if something's popular, it's very easy to digest. It's not very controversial. It's not very complex. Like a lot of people can get it. A lot of people can find some sort of humor in it. And like, I believe like simpletons find that shit funny. And, um, something talking like that doesn't necessarily make it good. It just makes it popular. And I was like, even popular music isn't the best music out there. It's just the most easy to digest. It's the most universal. It's like somewhat generic. That's why it's popular. Is because it's you know it's not really pushing a lot of boundaries. Even if music is like somewhat edgy, it's like only popular to certain people because those people just don't fucking get it or they don't like it or you know they pretend to or whatever. So we getting like this big old argument, but it was like somewhat of like a healthy argument. Like we're both making points and shit. But then, like, as time goes on, I can see, like, he's starting to, like... I don't know if this is an insecurity thing people do. Maybe this is me reading too much into social situations because I'm a loser. But, like, it seemed like he started to, like, act smarter than he was. And I could tell he didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. But I was also, like, well, I'm not going to be a dickhead. Like, I'm not, like, 100% I could trap you in a statement. Like, I could take a statement you make and I could hold you down to it. And we could follow that, like, line of thought, like, that... That line of reasoning, your argument here, and I could pick it apart and I could make you trap yourself and realize you don't know what you're talking about. But I didn't do that. I just played it off. I agree with them. You know, whatever, whatever. Dude starts, like, cleaning these things that we have to clean, right? And this is, like, after that argument. And it was after he started acting a little weird. So I don't know if, like, maybe he took it personal or, I don't know, maybe he got insecure because he didn't know what he was talking about. Whatever. He started acting weird. Bro. I take a deep breath because I'm still pissed off about this. Like, I just thought about it and I got fucking mad. He's, like, cleaning out this drain or something, right? And he's got, like, dirty water on his hands and then other water he's using to, like, scrub it. This motherfucker puts his hands in this tub of dirty water. Pulls his hand out and, like, flicks water at my face. Like, it's a joke. And I stood there for, like, 0.5 seconds. And I was just, oh, I was so fucking pissed. And I looked him dead in his fucking eyes. And I call this pulling a Trevin. This is what my my homie would do. This is some shit my homie Trevin that I've talked about on the podcast. um, This is some shit he would do. I looked this fool dead in his face. And I was like, hey, bro, I just want you to know you really pissed me the fuck off right there. Like, don't you ever flick some water in my face, especially like some dirty ass. Like, don't ever do some shit like that again, bro. Like, I don't know what you think this is, bro. But like, I'm a grown ass man. Like, we're at a job. That's some shit a little kid would do. Like, what? I was like, don't fucking do that shit again. And I'm not kidding. Like, I looked him dead in his fucking eyes and I said this shit because I was that fuck. One, I was offended. Like, who the fuck throws water on somebody? Two, I don't fucking know you. This is the first time I've ever met you and you think we're cool like that? You think we're about to play fucking... You think we're about to play games like that? Like, what the fuck goes through your head? Like, these young kids, bro. These fucking kids that are like... I don't know. He's like six years younger than me. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, I thought... Like, dude, I thought everyone that was younger than me is like super, like, left and liberal of, like, fucking consent and, like, I don't know, being really polite to each other and shit, and these kids are just fucking stupid, bro, like, who the fuck think it's a good idea to flick dirty water, like, this is some water he's been, like, putting, like, a sponge in and, like, rinsing it out, and he thought that shit was funny to flick in my face, I was just like, bro, you gotta be fucking kidding me, like, who the fuck, like, who do you hang out with, like, that, that's what y'all do on, like, the first time you meet somebody, and this kid looked back to me, like, I just, like, he looked back to me, like, I told him to go die in a car accident, I was just like, yo, don't ever fucking do some shit like that again, and, like, I am pissed off, like, I want you to know that, like, I'm fucking mad, like, for real, like, I even, like, walked away, like, whatever we were talking about, I just stopped, I was like, nah, fuck you, like, fucking talk to yourself, bro, go fucking sit in the corner and talk to yourself, bro, take a lap, motherfucker, like, go sit in the corner, and, um, that's where it went downhill, bro, uh, maybe that interaction, I don't know, he didn't act no different towards me, but I definitely was like, fuck this guy, bro. Like, I was pissed. And man, I don't know if it's maybe like, uh, like I'm not a manager or nothing, you know what I mean? I just work there, and maybe I'm just not a good trainer. Like, maybe that's not a good skill for me, but um, I don't think my job's that hard. I make like coffee, I clean stuff, and I make some food at like 4 in the morning, and it's like super, it's like, it's an easy ass job. And, uh, you know, this kid rode a bike to work, so maybe I'm just fucking, I don't know, maybe I think people are, I, maybe I think people should be smarter than they are. Like, I feel like I hold people I just meet to higher standards. Like, I think they should be as smart as me. Like, I think if you got this job, you should be on my level. Or even some people I work with, you should be at their level. And when they're not, I'm just like, yo, what the, f-? like, who, who talked to you? Who hired you? But, um, yeah, I don't know, man. I was trying to tell this kid how to make coffee, and he's just thinking way too fucking hard about it. I'm like, bro, you open the bags, you put them inside the coffee filter, you take that, you put it back up, and you hit the brew, the brew button. You make a brew. You make a pot of coffee. Copy. You make a fucking pot of coffee, bro. It's not that fucking hard. And uh, he just couldn't get it. He was, like, overthinking everything. He's like, so I put three bags in here? I'm like, yes, three bags. Three little bags, you open them up, put them in one filter. I even wrote, like, two bags three bags, one bag, next to, like, these specific coffees we're supposed to make, I, like, wrote it in fucking marker. Like, I didn't know how much more simple I could make it. And, like, uh, yeah, you just didn't get it. And, like, if this was, like, a job where I guess we made stuff or it was, like, an assembly line or there was some sort of machinery, maybe I'd get it. Like, oh, it's your first day. Maybe he's never worked a job like this. If you can't understand to, like, open bags and pour something into something else... And then hit a button, I think uh, life's gonna be really hard for you. I think you're gonna have a difficult time with a lot of things if making coffee is a problem. And I know some people are listening to this, they're like, Dave, man, you kinda, you know, kinda being mean to this guy. Like, you know, he just doesn't know how to make coffee. It's like, well, you know, I'd showed him four times. Like, I made four pots of coffee for him first. Actually, six. I made six pots of coffee for this kid. And then I was like, all right, your turn. And it's like he, like, nothing. Fucking Spongebob where it's on fire. Just nothing. Nothing in his fucking brain. They're all gone. What did we just watch? I don't know. We don't know anything. And yeah, and then we get to, like, the end of the night. I'm showing him how to make, like, the food for, like, you know, all the breakfast sandwiches and shit. You really just take them out of a package. And you put them on this thing. And then you put them in the oven. And you make them. And you put them in a little wrapper. And you put a sticker on them, you know? this motherfucker, I wrote down, I forgot, before we even get to the breakfast, I have to, like, shut down my register, and count the safe, and do some shit in the middle of the night, I get all the way through this shit, and then I start telling him how to, like, scan the lottery, some shit you don't really need to know, but, like, dude, I start telling him all this shit, and then he looks at me in the face, and he goes, um, should I be writing this down, I was like, I don't know, bro, like, how do you learn best, he's like, I learn best through muscle memory, like, just doing stuff over and over. I was like, oh, my fucking God. I was like, do you learn better at, like, listening to something, or do you ha- would it help you to have it written down so you can reference it? He's like, um, well, I don't have a really good memory. And I was like, God damn it. Like, you can't even answer a fucking question. So I sat my fucking ass down, and I wrote down everything I had just said for the past seven minutes. Like, I've been giving him instructions for seven minutes, showing him how to do each thing. And just, he's balls deep in it and goes, Hey, man, should I be paying attention to this? Like, I know this is my first shift and I'm getting trained, but, like, should I be, like, remembering this? Like, is this something I should be, like, I don't know, learning? Is this something I should, like, keep in mind? I've never... Hi, I'm fucking Earth. Have we met? Like, what the fuck is going through your brain, dog? And I just started writing everything down for him because I was like, bro, I'm not going back over this shit. And obviously you didn't... Obviously it fucking didn't matter anyway. So I wrote everything down from start to finish, and then, um, yeah man, I was just really mind blown to be like, I don't know, maybe I'm just intimidating as fuck, you know what I mean, maybe I just carry like, Batman energy, you know, maybe this dude was just scared shitless that I was like, saying words, and then like, doing things after I said those words, so yeah man, uh, fuck that guy, even though I have to work with him again next week. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe somebody on a training shift goes, should I, like, write this down? Like, am I supposed to be, like, paying attention? And Like, am I going to have to do this by myself tomorrow night? Like, in 24 hours while I have to do this with no one here to help me? Probably. That's, that's probably how jobs work, and they scheduled you for the days I'm off. So, I would say that's, uh, that's the case, buddy. So, anyways, we get to the fucking breakfast uh, part of the training, and I started trying to tell him, I'm like, all right, bro, this is what you do, you pull out, you make four of these, four of these, one of these, one of these, one of these, blah, 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 I tell them all these things, and I start telling him, like, all right, so you go take these out of this drawer, you put all four of these on here, you can make all four of these together, uh, because of this setting on the oven, and this motherfucker's like, do I put them on this shelf when I'm done? I was like, yeah, bro, like, uh, I'm going in order from, like, I, like I'm like i trying to tell you, like, how I do things and do it all from start to finish. That way you don't have to worry about it. I was like, you know, all night you kind of, like, jumping around asking me questions or, like, you know, something that's at the end of something instead of just letting me, you know, explain what I got to explain. He's like, well, it's not really that. I'm just trying to make sure it doesn't get lost. I was like, well, man, that'd be pretty tough because it hasn't even been brought up yet. So I don't know how you could lose something you didn't have. Like, I didn't give you that piece of information. I haven't even got to that part yet. So, I don't know how you could lose it. But I was like, if you give me a second, bro, I promise. Like, I I work here every night. I have a really easy night all the time. I always talk about how easy my job is. Like, uh, nothing I do is that hard. So, I'm trying to show you the easiest way to do it. I was like, well, you know, whatever, bro. <laughs> so, I'm like, alright, we're going to make these sandwiches over here. This motherfucker was like, are you going to make them in those paper wrappers? Like, it comes in like a like a fucking package. I was just like, bro no, motherfucker, like, what do you, no, you can't cook them in the, pe- it's a oven, it'll catch on fire, no, you can't do that, and this was all night, bro, all night, shit like this, and I hadn't, I'm not even gonna lie, bro, this kid made two breakfast sandwiches, like, the same thing we're making, he made two of those and ate them, like, as his lunch in the middle of the night, so I'm like, bro, you saw, like, you fucking opened them, how the fuck did you cook them, like, I do not want to be mean to this kid, but at the same time, I get frustrated, bro. And, like, I'm not getting paid extra for this. I'm not getting a fucking a title for this. I'm not a shift trainer. I'm just a fucking guy. I just fucking work here. You know what I'm saying? This is shit I got to put up with all night. So, that midway through me showing him how to make this breakfast stuff, he just goes off and talks to my manager. Starts, like, sitting around talking to her, right? <laughs> and I was, like, at the end of my wits. So, I was just, like, uh yeah, fuck it, like, I'm not going to get him, and when he doesn't know how, I'm gonna just be like, well, he walked away while I was trying to train him, and then when I, like, said something to him, I was like, are you going home, bro, like, you out of here, he's like, nah, she told me I could just go sit on the side, I was like, oh, all right, well, I was trying to show you some shit about this food, he goes, oh, okay, well, I'm ready, I was like, well, it's already done, I finished all of it, I was like, so, it is what it is, man, (laughs) I was like, do what you gotta do, so, yeah, man, super rough night, there was this other part where, like, I showed him how to count down his register, well, my register, you count it down to like $50, and everything extra you drop, then you count the safe, blah, 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 boring shit, but like, he knew there was only $50 total, that's including all the coins and bills, so you have like some fives and some ones to get you started, so you can like break and then make change. I literally go outside to to smoke to talk to my, my homie Trevin on the phone, because I'm pissed off, and like, he's playing Rocket League, so I was like, "Yo, I can vent to Trevin real quick. Uh, he just watched Batman, so I was like, Oh, we can talk about the Batman. I can talk to my homie, I can get out of here, i can get a little escape. Bro, I got outside, I don't know, even halfway through my little C B D cigarette and this man is like coming outside. He's like, I messed up. I messed up bad. I was like, Oh my fucking god I was like, What happened, man? He's like, I messed up as soon as you went outside. I was like, Yeah, you said that. What what'd you do though? He's like, Well, they gave me a fifty dollar bill and I don't have any money in here and I was like, What'd you do? He's like, I hit the I hit the button for fifty dollars. I was like alright, how much was it, he's like, $4, I was like, god damn it, motherfucker, like, $46 in change, you owe this guy, I was like, are you, are you kidding me, bro, I was like, so I have to give this guy all my fives, all my ones, and then I have to take that 50 and make change, and then, like, basically do all over what I fucking already did, and, uh, it was just one of those moments where I was like, damn, bro, like, you really don't pay attention, like, you know, but, um, I try not to be mean to people, man, but, Man, he's fucking... Maybe it's just because, like, I've been... I was, like, I had a job at, like, 14 years old. Because, like, I wanted money. I wanted to buy, like, clothes and shoes and shit. And, uh, yeah, man, I've been working forever. So, like, when somebody can't do a... Like, when somebody can't work a register or somebody can't do, like, simple tasks, it just really, like... I don't know if it bothers me. Like, in the sense of, like, oh, I'm... I'm mad about it. But I definitely get frustrated. I don't know why, either. You know what I mean? But... I think it's just cause I feel bad for him, and it also pisses me off that like people can be that stupid. Like, fuck, man, you've never done anything, you've never worked anywhere, but I guess everybody's got to start somewhere. I know I sound like a dickhead, but man, I'm telling y'all, if y'all would have had to deal with this kid, you'd be feeling how I'm feeling right now. But past all the work talk, god damn, it's been like half the episode. I've been bitching about my job. It's one of those weeks, though. I had a real shitty week at work. Those dog shit, man. I'm so ready to fucking crack some beers open and, you know, bag and board some comic books, you know, fucking smoke some CBD. All kinds of shit, bro. <laughs> uh, fun little 420 story. It was 420 on Wednesday, and uh, I have, like, CBD joints and CBD flower. and I was like, you know what, mature Dave, like, I'm sober now, like... You know, I'm not really drinking all the time. I drink, like, once a week, maybe. I don't smoke weed no more. I don't even smoke nicotine. CBD is really, like, the only thing I dabble in. So, uh, I was like, fuck it, let me roll a little CBD joint. I go to this gas station, a different one, (laughs) uh, on my way home from work, and I pulled over to smoke. I smoked, like, this whole joint, bro, and I flicked it, and I got in my car, and I see, like, the sheriff's car pull up. And this sheriff's car was, like, a nice sheriff's car. It had, like, a, like, a different decal. It wasn't just, um... It wasn't just like a regular one, it was like white. It was like a like you could tell it was a it wasn't like a regular patrol car that were like here you could drive this around for your patrol. This was like a nice I'm like, this is a guy. Like this is the fucking guy or some shit. And uh I like go to pull out and he pulls like he pulls past where I'm parked and then he just stops. And I'm like, damn bro, I know how this go. I like I wasn't worried, but I was like, Fuck man, I really have to like Like, for those of you who don't, like, either smoke weed or don't, like, know what CBD flour is, CBD flour is just, like, weed, but with no THC, so it doesn't really do anything, it's just, like, I don't know, it kind of makes you a little sleepy or something, but it doesn't really do anything, that's why it's fucking legal, and there's no restrictions on it, it's so stupid, um, it's just something I do, since I can't smoke weed anymore. It's just something like, I don't know, it's something cool, it's something I dabble in. It make, it's honestly, it helps me not go back to smoking Black and miles or vaping. I smoke CBD when I feel like I want to smoke some nicotine, because I don't want to get back into smoking nicotine. Anyways, it smells kind of like weed. Like, it, it smells like shitty weed, I guess. But, um, yeah, man, I was just like, fuck, like, I know I smell like weed, he's gonna like, want to search my car, like, god damn it, like, it's 420, Fuck. So he parks, and I think he's about to hop out of his car, and nothing happens. So I, like, reverse out of my parking spot, and now I'm sitting, like, parallel behind him. Like, he can see me in his rearview mirror. Like, I'm right behind him. And he doesn't move. So I sit there, and I'm like, fuck. Like, do I go around him? Do I wait? And then he goes, he, like, opens his door, and then, like, kind of closes it. Like, it didn't slam shut, but it didn't, like, it didn't even shut. It's just, like, kind of chilling where it's, like, half open, half closed, And I was like, what the fuck? Like, is he getting out? Like, is he going to flash me with a flashlight? Like, what's going on here? And then nothing happens. So it's like a 45-second window. This is all happening. And finally, I'm like, well, fuck it, bro. Like, fuck this shit. I'm not sitting here like a bitch. If he wants me, he can come get me. So I pull around him, and I go to pull out. And I'm like, here it comes. He's going to flip his lights on. And he didn't do shit, bro. He just sat there the whole time. So fuck that sheriff, bro. I don't know if he was fucking with me or, or what. But fuck that guy, man. It was some bullshit. I was all anxious and... Paranoid for no reason. So fuck that guy, man. Also, I saw a a bunch of like losers tweeting about like... 420's lame. You're a drug addict. Looking for an excuse to smoke. I'll tell you this right now. Potheads never look for an excuse to smoke. They'll just smoke anyway, bro. It's not an excuse. It's a lifestyle, bro. You don't even understand, bro. It's not what it is. It's not an excuse. It's a moment. It's a reason. <laughs> um, I, for, I totally forgot my notebook with my notes in it in my car. And I grabbed the other... I Like, I have a specific notebook I use. And then I didn't have that notebook one day at work. So I used a different notebook. And I fucking grabbed the regular notebook this morning. Like, oh, I, I need to grab my notes. And they're not in there. Because it's not even in that fucking notebook. <laughs> but luckily, I wrote down... Some notes in my phone uh, the other day because I had an idea at work and I heard a term that I had been I guess not wanting to talk about for a while but it's something I've always been like kind of passionate and like I had like a awakening on a few years ago and I hadn't heard this term in a while and then I finally heard it in a video and what I really wanted to talk about for the rest of this episode was gatekeeping now, if you don't know what gatekeeping means, you could probably figure it out just by the words itself. Now, gatekeeping is like it's kind of like how I talked about skateboarding, uh, like in the third episode, second episode. If you're like a if you're a long time listener of the podcast, you remember that episode. But in that episode, I was talking about how like when I grew up, like I had to watch skate videos. You you know you had to like really search for that shit. Uh, there wasn't a lot of skate parks around me. Like it wasn't that cool. And then. You know, Zoomies and, like, uh, PacSun. PacSun was actually first. PacSun's not even that bad. But more, like, Zoomies. Like, that's a big thing that gets thrown around of, like... Kids will go to Zoomies to buy a skateboard instead of, like, a local skate shop. And, like, Thrasher t-shirts and, like... All kinds of shit where it's, like, damn, like... Like, look at all these posers, basically, right? And it's something I'm... I wouldn't say I'm passionate about gatekeeping. I say, like, I'm passionate about, like, the idea and the awareness of why i guess it's bad or why sometimes it's justified now when i think about gatekeeping i really think back to the first time i really had like a i wouldn't say an encounter with this but the first time it was ever brought to my eyes that like i was a gatekeeper like i didn't i didn't want people to be involved i didn't want to share like things i was interested in. i didn't want to share like i didn't want to get new fans in the fan base i didn't want to share you know, art I really liked. I didn't want people to be a part of a lifestyle or a culture or a subgroup I was involved with. And when I was in high school, I was like the biggest Logic fan. Uh, my buddy Calvin showed me Logic when I was like, well, like I found Logic in the Double XL uh, magazine. I think I've said that like six times on this podcast by now. But I found Logic in a Double XL cover and I listened to like a few songs. But my homie Calvin like knew more about him and knew like his mixtapes. So he kind of showed me like, where to find them and shit back in the day And uh, we would listen to Logic like all the time And Bro I remember I had this phase in high school Where if I had a song And like people I hung around with liked it I refused to tell them what the song was Because I thought I don't know It was like my little secret This is my shit You don't get to You know what I'm saying Like you don't get to um, You don't get to be a part of this You don't get to know what this art is You don't get to hear this music type shit, it was, like, real fucking gatekeeping type shit, like, I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not telling you where I got it from, I'm not telling you the name of it, and I'm not playing it again, none of that shit, right, and it was about Logic, I didn't want people to know Logic, I didn't want Logic to be, I didn't want, like, motherfuckers who listen to, like, Eminem, and, like, (laughs) barely were into rap to, like, this new up-and-coming rapper I found, right, and I remember Logic made a song, like, calling out, like, people who did that shit, like, fans that were, like, they want you to, like, he says something along the lines of, like, um, they want you to stay underground because then, like, uh, you're their little secret. Like, you're their little ace in the hole. But, like, as an artist, you want to get big and you want to get mainstream so you can make money and, you know, break out of the underground. But they don't want you to break out of the underground. It's like a duality of, like, an artist of, like, once you break out of the underground, you're a sellout. Now you're mainstream. Whereas, like, it's a stupid, it's a stupid idea and concept. You know what I mean? I started thinking about it this week of, like, how many times this shit happens, like, every time a comic book movie comes around, I get a little, not that I don't want people to see it, and not that I don't want people to appreciate it, I just feel like, and it's, I guess it's just, like, Marvel, like, as much as I love the Marvel movies, I fucking hate them, because, like, I'll run into people on, like, dating apps, or just, like, talking to people in general, or, like, when I try to meet new people, I tell them, like, I collect comics, like, I'm really into comic books, like, the whole culture all the storylines the parallel universes like all the nerdy shit i could talk forever about it and um they'll tell me like oh yeah my favorite my favorite comic book character is the scarlet witch i'm like yeah bro she's dope she's got hella cool powers like you know she's like kind of a you know she's an x-men in certain ones and whatnot she's like oh i just watched the tv show i just watched the movies i'm like oh so you're not really into you're not really into marvel you just watch movies and it's such a shitty response, but it's like for me it's true because it's something like I'm really involved with. I spend <laughs> I spend more money than I should on comic books. Let's put it that way. I have a problem. Um but like I'm really into it. My whole life I watched videos about characters and their abilities and um I've listened to like these really cool like audio they're like uh I think his name's comic oh, Jesus. Comic story. Like historian but with comic uh comic story on YouTube. He'll do like entire series breakdowns um where he voice he reads the voice lines and shows the art. And you could read like an entire like you can read the entire justice uh injustice uh it's like a it's a storyline where like uh Superman kills the Joker and then becomes like a kind of like a dickhead and like wants to rule Earth and won't let humans fight and like Superman like is done with criminals and crime. It's really cool. So it's like Batman vs Superman Uh, But, like, everyone in the D.C., like, Green Lantern, Black Canary, Dr. Fate, Robin, you know, Martian Manhunter, everybody, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, everybody's involved. And um, you can read that entire story from start to finish, every single issue, and he'll voice the characters and all kinds of shit. It's really cool. And, like, I guess it's something I get pissed off about is when, when, like, Marvel movies were coming out. Everybody and their brother was, like, going to see him, but nobody is reading comics. Nobody's really going to, I don't even, appreciate the art that's on covers, or really read these deep stories about the characters, or shit like that, and then, it's, I guess it's because of people like me, though, like, I see both sides of the coin, like, because of people like me, it was like, oh, you're really not into it, but I disagree, man, and here's why I disagree, uh... When I moved to Chicago, I started skating again, and I still can't skate for shit, right? I just, like, cruising around, doing some pop shove fucking a few ollies. I can't, like, ollie and pop shove-it is like, my two tricks. I don't think I ever learned to kickflip successfully. I might have landed one or two kickflips in my entire life, okay? So I'm no, like, super-duper fucking street skater, you know? <laughs> like, I'm no fucking... I'm no Ninja Houston, you know what I'm saying? But um, I can ride a skateboard really well. Like, I can ride all day on a skateboard and never fall off, never fuck my board up, nothing. Like, I can manual pretty well, too. That's, like, my main trick. I can manual the shit out of a skateboard. I can ride on two wheels for shit, at least, like, a full length of a basketball court, you know? Like, I can really put some manuals down if I have to, right? <laughs> but I love skating around. I always love going to skate parks. I watch skate videos. But when I would go to these skate parks in Chicago... I would just work on, like, my flat ground shit. I would never try to hit a rail. I would barely, like, I would ride in, like, the baby bowl. I would never go deep into the bowl, but I'd ride in, like, the small bowls just to cruise around. Or, you know, maybe do, like, some rock to fakies on a, on a, on a mini ramp. Nothing crazy. Like, just kind of doing my thing, working on fundamentals. And when I hung out at the skate park, bro, these people knew that I wasn't about it. But they also knew I like wasn't trying to pose. I was just trying to learn. I was just trying to fit in, and I would end up like filming for those dudes. You know, I'd get their phone and put like a, uh, I'd follow them for a line on their Instagram, <laughs> and uh you know we'd edit that shit up and they'd post it. I would drive the homies around to different skate parks and shit, and you know, so I think as long as you go into something with good intentions, you really show you have an interest or like a passion for it, you won't really get judged as like a poser or like you know you're not supposed to be here or some shit. It's when you come in. It's like when I see people at the comic book store and they're talking about, oh, I have this and it's worth this much money and I have this and it's super rare and collectible and they're trying to like flex. I'm like, oh, so you look at these, you look at these pieces of art as like, I don't know, man, like an investment or some shit. And I don't know. I really don't fuck with that. I don't like that. That's some shit I like, uh, like to me, that's why I don't like fuck with like Pokemon cards and shit. Cause it's like. I feel like some people aren't even into it. They say they are, but they're really just like, oh, th- like this is value to me. and like, that's cool, I guess. You know, do whatever you want. I just think, like, if your value's solely on the monetary shit, I think you're fucking up. Like, I have a lot of cool shit in my comic book collection. I got a lot of shit I worked hard to get. I got a lot of shit that cost me a lot of money. Uh, You know what I mean? And I don't think I'd... I don't know if I'd really sell it just for money. You know what I mean? That shit doesn't entice me. I'd rather have it. I'd rather keep it and appreciate it. Or I'd rather, like, give it or sell it to somebody that will appreciate it. I don't think I would want to give somebody something. So, I don't know. They'd find, like, monetary value in it. It's like... Like, one of my favorite books I own is a first-issue Futurama comic book. Now, I've, I've talked about this on, on the podcast before. When I used to get home from school... And I would get off the bus and I'd come home, we had TV. If I put on Comedy Central's channel on TV when I got home from school... I got to watch two episodes of Futurama every day. It was an hour of Futurama. And I'm talking for years on end from like middle school to high school, bro. And uh, that show has a big impact on me. And when I heard they were doing another season and they got the entire original voice cast to come back, I was hyped. And then I just so happened to see these comic books in a live sale. And then when I went to the comic book store, they had a first issue Futurama comic from uh, 2000. So it's like 20 years old, 22 years old, right? And it was 50 bucks. I remember sitting there, I was like, damn, bro, am I really about to drop 50 on this shit? But then I thought about it, and I was like, I really like like it. I didn't even know they had these, but I have loved this show. I'd love to have that in my collection. I'd love to get the set. And I like have like one through three, and then five, six, seven, or some shit. So I'm working on grabbing that. I wouldn't just sell that to somebody, you know what I mean? That's some shit that's special to me. And I was just thinking about how sad it is that like, I don't know. When I get on, it's really just the internet and I have like different opinions on the internet. I think it's, I think it's good and bad, but I think most of the internet is toxic and that's, that's what it is. You know, I understand that I play by the rules. I know what I'm signing up for, but I guess it makes me sad when I see a bunch of people who are like, nah, if you don't fit into my definitions, you don't get to enjoy this culture. You don't get to enjoy this art. Uh, you don't get to have an opinion. You don't get to have a voice. This shit isn't for you anyway. Why would you ever try to appreciate this? Why would we ever let you? And I think that shit's real sad, bro, cuz I've always said like if you don't if you don't share your culture, if no one's allowed to talk about shit, if no one's allowed to to share it, if no one's allowed to participate, um it dies. It just dies and it it grows more and more elitist and uh, you know, it will always be a who knows more, who's really into it. And if I like I tend not to get like political or like culture wars on this show, I don't really like to talk about it um because I don't think a lot of people operate in good faith I think a lot of it is just trying to dunk on people or trying to catch a soundbite take somebody out of context blah 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 blah. but a big thing what I'm talking about like gatekeeping especially if we're talking like culture wise um my grandmother is like 100% uh, Native American my dad is like uh like 50% and I have like uh aunts and cousins and family members who live on reservations um in like uh north south dakota somewhere over there and uh growing up like my dad would always like put that shit not put that shit in my head i just meant like he would really make it important that i understood like um like my family's heritage and where we come from and about the tribe and um things about it and then growing up i like researched it on my own i know a lot about where I come from and and that's just really important to me and this is kind of off topic and it's weird to bring up um but like uh, I've always said this like white people will always ask me like what are you they'll ask me ask me like what's my ethnicity what's my heritage like what's my background um because I guess I don't look white enough to them but then like you know I say like black people and Hispanic people are always saying like I'm just white um so I've always been like neither side wants to like accept me or neither side understands what I am. Um, to some people who know me, that might be weird. It's some shit I don't really talk about because I don't think it's, I don't think it's really important. I think it's just like a quirk, a quirky thing I deal with in my life, like some weird shit. But like when I lived in Chicago, bro, people would come up to me at like the DMV and start speaking Spanish to me because I guess they thought I was Hispanic or Mexican or some shit. So it's really weird. And like I said, I don't really like to talk about it. I don't like to bring it up. But um when the Atlanta Braves were in the World Series uh last year, I believe. Uh yeah, it was last year, um, they have like this chant they do, um and they like throw up like tomahawk slashes in the stands. And I saw a lot of people talking about how it was racist or how it was cultural appropriation and how it's just uh I don't know, like a spit in the face to like Uh, Native American or indigenous whatever the fuck you want to identify as. Um, And um, when I hear shit like that, it makes me real sad. Because when I think of what, like, the Atlanta Braves, I forget what that shit's called. Um, But it's like a... It's like a chant, basically. It's like a war cry. And... To me, when I see that shit, bro, like, even when I think about it right now, it kind of gives me chills, right? Uh, So, basically, like, way back in the day with, like, uh, the settlers or, like, the early southern states and shit. um, When, like, white people would venture out and try to, like, go into Native American territory, Native American tribes and shit. They would hide off in the brush and at night they would do these chants, bro, to basically intimidate, like, these settlers or these uh, people trying to, you know, build on their land. And they would do this to intimidate the shit out of them and scare them. And they would surround them. And everybody would be in sync. And it would get louder and crazier. Basically like driving them mad bro. Letting them know like you're in the wrong territory. This isn't where you belong type shit. It was all meant to be like an intimidation tactic. And it was supposed to symbolize like the tribe coming together. Like everybody in this tribe or all these warriors are letting you know what's good. And when I watched the World Series bro... And I saw so many different people of different races, backgrounds, ethnic origins, religions, you know, sexual orientations, all kinds of shit, bro. You don't know who's in that crowd, what they're dealing with, what they've been through, where they came from. I see all these Atlanta Braves fans and they're all chanting and they're all moving and they're all in their home stadium trying to let this other baseball team know you fucked up, bro. You came to Atlanta and you tried to beat us in baseball and everybody here is letting you know you're in the wrong fucking spot, bud. This isn't your fucking stadium. This isn't your field, right? We're all here to watch you lose. We're all here to support our warriors. Kick your ass, right? And when I see people take that, something... Like, you could argue that it's ironic. I guess I see some of the arguments where it's like, oh, it's a bunch of white people using some shit after they named a team after Native Americans and they profit off of them. Like, that shit's boring to me, bro. Like, fuck it, whatever, man. Like, cool. That shit happened a long time ago. And to me, it's cool to still see that like the Atlanta Braves and the Chiefs uh, and the Blackhawks are still around like that keeps Native American culture and ideas of tribes and shit like that it keeps that relevant It's out there. People can't just forget about it or not witness it anymore. And like when you take those things away, or you say people can't do it. That's one less reminder of like some real shit. And that's why I guess it really pisses me off when like uh, nowadays I see gatekeeping or I feel like I'm being a gatekeeper. Because if I don't let other people in, that shit might not continue. The things I like, the things I really care about might not prosper. They will have less supporters. They wouldn't feel as important. And especially when I think about that Atlanta Braves thing, man. Like that thing, the chant was a a thing of beauty when I was watching it. Especially in 2021, man. Like after COVID and, you know, political discourse and fucking polarization of the country. To watch like, and like, whether you like baseball or hate baseball, I don't watch every single baseball game, but I watch a baseball game every now and then. I like to watch the playoffs and the World Series. I've always watched baseball since I was a kid. Um, uh, Baseball is America's pastime, right? You know, there's like, like baseball was like the first like American sport that like we created and we had in this like country of our own, this young country had its own sport, its own, its own thing going on, right? And like going to Chicago, like uh, Wrigley's the oldest baseball field left in America, you know? So, I have, like, a soft spot for baseball. I think it's a very American thing, even if you never played it. You know, I feel like uh, I feel like it's just something like, if you go to a ball game, it's supposed to be fun. You know what I mean? You have a beer, you get a hot dog or, like, some food, some nachos or something. You have a good time. They do, like, little funny shit. They play little songs and shit. Maybe somebody hits a home run. Everybody goes fucking nuts. You know what I mean? And when I see people try to take something beautiful like that, it's just kind of sad to me because... Like, I guess you could make this erroneous fucking argument of like, oh, well, it's it's hypocritical and it's disrespectful. I'm like, maybe, but maybe you're missing the point. Maybe you're missing the beautiful thing of like, all these people came together to be a part of a group and kind of do what that thing was intended to do. They're using the chant for its proper use. They're using this intimidation factor in a way that makes sense in this modern age. It's somewhat paying homage to, you know, Native American tribes and shit like that. So the more I find myself in, in these, uh, like, like, bro, I'll be really trying to get into, like, streaming, you know, like, watching streams, um, I downloaded Twitch just to try to start watching live streams, and, man, I've been in a few, like, streams where, like, I said something, like, a bunch of people in this community or the streamer, like, flame me for, like, not knowing what I was talking about, they all tried to dunk on me and talk shit to me, and I was like, man, fuck y'all, like, this is why you have 30 viewers, bro, because you're a dickhead, bro, because you're a fucking asshole, man. Like, you won't let anybody new in here. You expect everybody who's new to fucking know every stream you've done. Like, if you listen to this podcast and you never listen to an episode, I'm just glad you listen to this podcast and you, like, maybe like this episode or you gave me your time. I don't expect you to know everything I talked about. I don't expect you to listen to every episode and get every joke. Um. So when I be, like, entering some of these streams, bro, and people are real judgmental towards, like, you know, non-subs or fucking, I don't know. I get it, because, like, you feel like you're a part of something, but, yeah, I, I, I I get it, but it's something that's been on my mind all week, and, you know, it happens, it happens in everything, bro, it happens in video games, it happens in, in, you know, sports fans, like, uh, sports fandoms, or it happens in, you know, anything, really, bro, even, like, I don't know, even you could say, like, politics, bro, like, oh, I was was doing all this shit for the 2016 election. Where were you? It's like, motherfucker, I was like 16. I couldn't do anything. Like, oh, well, you should have canvassed. You should have spread the word. You know, like you can never do enough in some of these fucking people's eyes. And I think that shit's real bad. So if there's some shit you like, if there's some shit that's important to you, try to share it with people, even if it feels like maybe it might get commercialized or maybe it might get, you know, to a sellout point. At least it won't die. You know what I mean? At least there'll be a hardcore group of fans within, like, the the casuals, you know? And that's something I have to remind myself with comics for sure. I'm like, damn, bro, if I don't start, like, talking about comics, if I don't start, like, trying to get people into comics, comic book stores might not be around. They might not print comics in 20 years, you know? Who's going to buy a comic book in 20 years where you could be in fucking virtual reality? You know what I'm saying? So shit worries me, and I think about that shit, and uh, it really makes me, like, stop and think about all the times I've been, like, upset that, like, all these fucking normies are talking about comic books and they have no idea, or, like, I don't know. Like, I'm really into this artist named Zillikami, and I know in, like, two more years, he's going to be super famous. I'll be like, oh, yeah, well, where were you guys when City Morgue put out their first album? Where were you in 2020? Well I bet you weren't there then. You weren't listening to that shit when nobody was listening to it. I was listening to shit since day one. And that's, not like, it's, like, toxic, bro. <laughs> and it sucks, but it's part of the human experience, I know, but it's just some shit I've definitely been trying to work on. And when I have like resolve, when I have like um, when I have like revolutions like this in my brain, I tend to like want to share them because I feel like maybe people haven't heard this shit, or maybe you know I could say it in a different way or change somebody's opinion. But uh, I think that shit definitely happens a lot, and I think there there are definitely times when you can like scream about like cultural appropriations or. You could talk about, you know, like something selling out or being commercialized. But I think most of the time it really just comes down to like people wanna people wanna keep it for themselves. People wanna feel like they have something special because if everybody does it then it's not special, you know what I mean? But um if you don't get people into it, it doesn't stick around. If you make it so exclusive and so elitist that nobody can join or you have to have a certain amount, if you're always setting the bar higher of like inclusion, it just becomes total exclusion. So Yeah, it's just something I've been thinking about. Some shit that's been on my brain. Um, Got to rant about uh, my job and how terrible it is to train somebody. Yeah, fucking hate that shit. (laughs) Also, I have like a new addiction, bro. Uh, A few weeks ago, I was talking about like, why does anybody collect like Funko Pops, like pop figures? I was like, man, people be really collecting them shits just to let them sit in a box. Now, I have quite a few Funko Pops, like, on my gaming setup, but I got all of them for, like, five bucks because they don't have a box, and they're just, like, loose little figures. And then I watched, like, this Toy Stream, and I bought, like, two or three of them. I was like, this is cool. Like, I have a couple in the boxes. This is tight, bro. And then I bought a few more, and then I bought two really big ones, and then I bought two more big ones. Then I bought four more small ones, and now I'm picking up, like, five more today, and I got to build shelves in my room just so I can display them and i was like god damn it dave like we already collect comics we don't need to be collecting little figures and boxes bro we don't have room for this shit we don't have well we do have money for it i got money for it I, you know i'm good for it you know i got some shit you know i got some money in the bank you know what i'm saying but um yeah man i got some cool shit uh but yeah i have a new collection growing a new fucking thing i could spend money on unfortunately and uh yeah if you collect funko pops let me know what kind of pops you collect what are you into I bought some expensive ones, too. I bought some shit that was, like, 25 bucks. Some other ones that were, like, 20. Sometimes they're, like, 12 or 11, but damn, bro. Yeah. I'm looking over at my comics, bro. I need to, like... <laughs> I need to buy a whole other box. I need to buy more boards and bags. I need to slow down. After, like, I pick up... I said this last week, and I picked up everything I had. And then I watched another live sale where everything was $5. And you could get... the Bro, like... I can't even lie. It's still a good investment. The the 10 I picked up last week for 50 bucks, there were three comics in there that were worth $25 a piece. So I paid $50 and three of them were worth 75. So it's already a $25 profit. Um, but I, like I said, I don't really look at my collection in terms of like monetary value. I'm just trying to say like, I got a lot of bang for my buck and I have a shit more waiting for me. So I got to pick those up over time. And then for a while, I'll probably be saving money uh, so I can toss it back into the podcast and maybe take a trip uh, back up to Kentucky to see some of my friends and shit, um, my brother's building a house up there and shit, so, um, yeah, I definitely want to do that in the summer before it gets, like, cold again, um, but yeah, so, there's that, in case you want a little update after I talked about cultural appropriation and shit, (laughs) but yeah, um, gonna do a special episode probably next week, just to, I don't know, change it up. And do something a little different, and, um, yeah, um, weekly recommendation time, you guys know at the end of the episode, I like to give you something to watch, something to read, something to listen to, something to do, because um, I've always felt like I had a lot of cool shit to share with people, and I don't really have, you know, a lot of people to, to share stuff with, so I get to share it with you guys, you get to read, watch, or ignore all my <laughs> all my suggestions, Man, I'm not going to lie, I had a tough time thinking about like what to recommend this week. And to be honest, it's kind of like a shitty recommendation, but at the same time, it's like a good one, because there's nothing like in particular. Uh, you know what? Fuck it. I'll just make it particular, bro. Um, This week, I wanted to recommend like 80s movies, because I like, went on a kick where I was watching a bunch of shit that I watched like growing up, because my mom let me watch like a lot of good 80s movies growing up. And I'll give you two. I'll give you two. This seems to be a a thing lately. I give, like, two recommendations. (laughs) Excuse me, that was gross. Um, So, yeah, I'm going to give you two. These are, like, my top two 80s movies in order. Uh, Number one, Breakfast Club. If you've never seen Breakfast Club from the 80s, bro, it's so fucking good. It's such a good movie. It's got so many good fucking funny lines. And uh, growing up, this was definitely, like, a classic that I always played because, you know, everybody feels out of place or, like, they can't relate. And this movie is, like... Man, it's a classic, bro. It's got a great cast. Emilio Estevez. Um, Molly Ringwald. Um, fuck, I forgot that fucking nerdy kid's name now. Um, fuck. God damn it. I look like an idiot. Um, Michael Anthony Hall. Is that his name? I think that's his name. And then Judd Nelson. But yeah, great cast. Great movie. Um, and yeah, you should check it out. It's really good. It's about like high school kids in detention. But it gets real deep. And it's really funny. There's a lot of good lines in it, a lot of good scenes. Um, But yeah, great movie. And then number two, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. If you've never seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off, what the fuck are you doing? Um, When I lived in Chicago, I thought about that movie a lot. Like every time I had a day off, that's what I had in my brain. I was like, I'm going to go explore Chicago like Ferris Bueller. And uh, I'm going to get my thing on. You know, I'm going to do what I got to do. I'm going to go have a good day. I'm going to experience some shit. I'm going to do some shit I might not do. Because life moves pretty fast. And if you don't stop and look around once in a while, you can miss it. So, fucking don't miss this movie. You never know when your last day is, and it'd be a shame if you died without watching Ferris Bueller. That shit is a classic. It's such a good movie. It's a great message. Um, and yeah, I would say both of those movies really kind of shaped my mindset growing up and how I thought about things. And, uh, I still reference them often, especially in like my music or just in my life. I think back on those movies a lot. So, you should check them out. They're really good movies. Um, and they both take place in Chicago, fun fact. They're both on the outskirts of Chicago, both of them. They're filmed there. They're, like, made to be there. Because I think... Uh, fuck, bro, I'm blanking because I was, I was just thinking about this motherfucker's name and I forgot. John Hughes. John Hughes, I think, is from Chicago. But, yeah, all the Brat Pack movies from the 80s are good. Seeing Almost Fire, 16 Candles, um, Pretty in Pink. Yeah, check them all out. They're really fucking good. But, yeah, those are the recommendations. And uh, gonna wrap this up. Uh, as always, like this podcast. Follow us on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts. If you and maybe if you're a Spotify listener and you got an iPhone, uh, maybe check us out on iTunes on Apple Podcasts. That'd be cool. I don't know if anybody uses Apple Podcasts, but hey, you got a friend and you've you try to recommend them this podcast before, and they go, "Man, sorry, I don't use Spotify." I'd be like, "No problem, buddy. It's on Apple Podcasts as well." You know. <laughs> so yeah, share this with somebody. Like the episode. Um, as always, still waiting on an email. Um, oh, I forgot. I'll say this before we get out of here. Um, fuck, I'm not gonna be able to pull them up now because I'm a moron. Um, so there's no new mystery downloads, but I forgot to mention this because I was bitching about my night at work. Top five locations that download my podcast. Number one, Ashburn, Virginia, I'm pretty sure. I don't know who's from there, but they've downloaded like 160 times. Or maybe that's just like a net of like... I don't know, East Coast, whatever. And then number two, Brussels, Belgium coming in strong. Uh, Number three is just United States of America, NA. So if you listen and you're in America, you made top three. You get bronze just for being American and listening to this podcast. Uh, Number four is Ireland, Dublin. Shout out. Whoever's in Dublin, you are the fourth place winner of most downloads. And then to all my homies in Chicago, you are in fifth place. Uh, So if you live in America, we're cleaning up. We got fifth, third, and first, so you know, shout out Americans, Brussels, maybe you can take that, Ireland, maybe you could take first place, you know, if you're in, you know, Belgium or Ireland, yeah, hit me up, give me an email, justlastweekpodcast.gmail.com, if you're in America, give me a fucking email, justlastweekpodcast at gmail.com, all one word, justlastweekpodcast at gmail.com, send me a question, a comment, a concern, a riddle, something to react to, a story that you want me to read, advice you want me to give you, fucking anything at this point, I'm just dying for an email, man, I can't believe I created this Gmail... And it's been like... <laughs> fucking. When's the first email on here? Literally October 24th of last year... And I have not got a single email... From a listener... I promise you... If you send me an email... And you're the first person to send me an email... Jesus Christ, could I say that twice and when me say it again? If you're the first person to send me an email, I'll do something special for you. I don't know what I'll do yet. I don't have like an NFT. I don't really want to say I'll pay you to send me an email because that sounds kind of, kind of creepy. Like, please take my money. Just somebody email me. But I'll do something cool for you. If you're the first person to genuinely email me a question, a comment, concern, a riddle, anything like that, I'll do something special. But yeah, hit us up. Just podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Spotify. Um, still working on getting everything on YouTube. Uh, go out and, uh, find somebody at a red light, tell them to roll down their window and tell them to follow just last week podcast on Spotify, tell them to check us out, catch them, catch them on Fridays, every Friday. I got some cool shits in the works. Uh, maybe some, you know, special episodes, maybe a guest, you know, maybe a thing or two like that. And then next week I should have a special episode for you guys. Uh, so as always, I thank you for stopping by, giving me your time. Let me talk through your car speakers or your headphones. Or your phones, wherever, however, you listen to this. And uh, yeah, uh, thank you guys. It's lovely to hear you and talk to you, as always. And uh, we'll see you next week. Goodbye.